0: Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries.
1: Hello, young chefs, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe.
0: I'm Molly Birnbaum, editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids.
1: And I'm Mitzi, oven mitt, Molly's right-hand gal and operator of the muffin-to-be-afraid-of hotline. Oh, yeah? Oh, Yeah. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient.
0: Plus, at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together.
1: Can you guess what it is yet?
0: So far, we know it will contain water and brown sugar.
1: Could be a lot of things.
0: Today is day two of Brown Sugar Week.
1: That's right. And we have a clumpy edition of Tricky Trivia, followed by a warm and toasty interview in Ask a Grown-Up.
0: And to round off today's episode, our friend Andrea is back with some practical tips in how-to time.
1: Plus, I'll tell you all about the Muffin to be Afraid of hotline.
0: Can't wait for that, Mitzi. But first, the theme song.
1: I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Is she?
2: I thought she was an oven mitt.
1: Mystery recipe. And we're back. And we're back. And the muffin to be afraid of hotline is open.
0: What is this hotline you are starting, Mitzi?
1: Well, over the weekend, I was going back and listening to old episodes of our podcast. You know, like I know, And I couldn't help but recognize how much I've changed, Molly.
2: Changed? In what ways? Hey, Meg. meggie Eggy. Hey,
0: friends. Can I help you find your seat? Nope,
2: I've got it. But gracias, Molly. Here we go. Testing, testing. Uno, dos, tres. All right. Eggy is in the building. <laughs> Hooray! So, Mitzi, you were saying you've changed since season one?
1: Right. Yes. Well, season one, I was very nervous all the time, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with being nervous, but I've come to realize that I don't feel those nerves in the kitchen and when recording the show anymore. I've overcome those fears through practice and, you know, hosting episodes over and over for a few years now.
2: That's true. You are brave and confident, Mitzi. A real role model for me. Yeah, Maggie. Thank you. That was very sweet.
1: So this weekend, I was reflecting on how far I've come, and I just thought, you know what? There's probably a ton of folks out there, people and kitchen utensils alike, who are feeling the same way I did back in Season 1. So I made a hotline where anyone can call in if they're feeling nervous or afraid inside the kitchen or outside of it.
0: Muffin to be afraid of hotline. Great name, by the way.
1: Thank you. I love it. It's not just for muffin making, though. I, I hope that is clear. I think it is. Great. I... Oh, oh, our first caller! Hello, this is the Muffin to be Afraid of hotline. Mitzi speaking. How can I help you? Oh, perfect. No, no, not, not perfect that you're afraid, but perfect that you called. I can help. Okay, I hope you are making something delicious. Huh. Yummy! Hey, Bolly, I think this one might take a minute. I'll take it in the other room if you and Meg want to get started on the first segment. Perfect!
2: Thanks, Mitzi. And buena suerte!
1: Good luck! Thank you! Okay, so, have you heard of something called the bear claw? It is a donut, but not the one we'll need for
2: this. How nice of Mitzi to spend her time helping people who are nervous or afraid in the kitchen.
0: I know. She's a good egg.
2: Is she? I thought she was an oven mitt.
0: No, it's just a saying. She is most definitely an oven mitt. Anyways, Meg, are you ready for some tricky trivia?
2: Super ready, Molly. You can count on me. Get it? Because I'm a timer.
0: (laughs) Got it and loved it. Here's how it's going to work. I will give you a fact all about our ingredient theme for the week, and you get to help our listeners decide if it's true or false. All right.
2: Let's sweeten things up, listeners.
0: Here's your first one. True or false. Dark brown sugar is light brown sugar that has aged for one year. So is this true or false, Meg? Is dark brown sugar light brown sugar that's been aged for one year?
2: Fun question. I think I know the answer to this one, actually. But let's talk things through. So, listeners, if you were to go to the sugar aisle in your grocery store, you'd likely find both dark brown sugar and light brown sugar. And I know lots of foods get aged as part of being made, like some kinds of cheese, for example. I have had a container of light brown sugar in my pantry for at least a year now, and I think it's still light brown sugar? I hope it is, anyway. I'm going to say the answer to this question is false.
0: That's right.
2: I can tell you the difference between dark and light brown sugar, too, if you'd like. I'd love that, Meg. All right. So we learned in The Scoop this week that brown sugar is granulated sugar with added molasses. The difference between light and dark brown sugar is the amount of molasses that is added. Light brown sugar is typically about 3.5% molasses, while dark brown sugar is typically about 6.5% molasses. Dark brown sugar, therefore, has more moisture and a stronger caramelly flavor, since it has almost twice as much molasses in it.
0: Well explained. That is exactly right.
2: Hooray! Gracias, Molly! It definitely feels nice to have an answer to some of this tricky trivia.
0: Well, let's see if you know the answer to your next question, too. True or false? Light brown and dark brown are the only two types of brown sugar. So, is this true or false? Are light brown and dark brown the only two types of brown sugar?
2: Hmm, tricky, tricky Molly. I don't know the answer to this one off the top of my egg, but I have listened to past seasons of the show, and so I know that the word only is a big word. There are lots of different types of everything. I think, odds are, there are more than just the two types of brown sugar, too. So, for those reasons... I'm going to say, this one is also false.
0: You are correct, Meg, two for two.
2: Amazing, thanks, Molly. So, what other types of brown sugar are there?
0: Well, there are also types of sugars considered to be factory brown sugar. These include demerara sugar, turbinado sugar, and muscovado sugar. These sugars are processed less than granulated sugar, so more molasses is in the crystals themselves and not just coating the outside. Demerara sugar is sticky and has large golden yellow crystals. Turbinado is also large and yellow, but not as sticky. These two are almost like raw sugar. Muscovado is a little bit different. It's brown, has small sticky crystals, and a very strong molasses flavor. You could use turbinado to sprinkle on top of a cake or muffin to give it a fancy finish. Oh,
2: Demarara, turbinado, and muscovado. Got it. I'll have to give those a try. Always fun to experiment with a recipe.
0: I agree, Meg. Okay, we have one last question for you. Are you ready?
2: I am ready, Molly.
0: Here it is. True or false. You can swap light or dark brown sugar in a recipe if you have one but not the other. So, Meg, is this true or false? Can you swap light or dark brown sugar in a recipe? Hmm. Well,
2: we did just learn that dark brown sugar has almost twice as much molasses as light brown sugar. And I'm sure that would have an effect on what you are making. But also, who's to say that you can't do something in the kitchen? I feel like just because it might make the recipe a little bit different, it doesn't mean you can't do it. I'm going to say this is true. You can swap light brown sugar for dark brown sugar or vice versa.
0: Correct again, you are three and O today, Meg. That was all exactly right. Swapping light for dark or dark for light brown sugar will have an effect on what you are baking or cooking. But if the alternative is to not make the recipe at all, I'd say it's probably worth it to take the risk. We learned that dark brown sugar has more molasses than light. So if a recipe calls for light and you only have dark, then you'll expect to taste a more complex caramel flavor in the end result. And if you're baking, it's important to remember that molasses is acidic. And so it will set off any baking soda added to a baked good. This means if you're using more dark brown sugar than the recipe calls for, your baked goods might rise higher or spread out farther than they would if you followed the recipe to a T. But neither of these things are going to ruin your dish. And in my book, it's better to bake than to not.
2: I agree, Molly. All good things to know. And wow, three for three today. This segment is fun no matter how many I get right, of course. But it is fun to hit a home run like I did this week.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. No, Raquel, you are a superstar. Your cupcakes are going to be as amazing as you are. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Goodbye now. And thanks for calling the Muffin to be Afraid of Hotline. Woo! that was exhilarating.
0: Hey, Mitzi. How was your first call? Oh,
1: that was my third call. The phone's been ringing off the hook. It's been so great. I helped the first lady cut an onion, and then I talked to this guy about this dinner party he was nervous about hosting, and then Raquel wasn't sure if she could handle making cupcakes for her daughter's school bake sale, but by the time we got off the phone, she had signed up to make two dozen cupcakes. That's amazing, Mitzi. I know. Yeah, it feels so good being able to help other people. And also... Trying to help problem solve and talk to people about what makes them nervous in the kitchen is sort of showing me how much I've learned over the years. I'm surprised I've had an answer for everyone so far.
3: Well, I'm not surprised at all, Mitzi.
1: Aw, Chad. Hi, Chad.
3: Hey, friends. And hey, Mitzi. Thanks again for easing my dinner party anxiety. You're right. It's going to turn out great.
1: That was you? I I mean, that was you. Yeah, yeah. I knew that was you the entire time we were talking. (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh, right. Yeah.
1: Oh, phone's ringing again. Sorry, friends. Hello? Muffin to be afraid of hotline. Itsy here. What's your fear?
2: Chad! If you're here, that means it must be time for Ask a Grown-Up.
3: That's right. And I'm excited for this one. Since it's Brown Sugar Week, I wanted to talk to a baker. So we talked to baker and entrepreneur Colette DeVito from Coletti's Cookies.
0: Well, I'm excited to hear all about that. But first, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors. Grownups, these ads are for you. Hey,
3: Hey, grownups. I wanted to tell you about one of our cookbooks, Gabby's Latin American Kitchen. Has your young chef ever tried empanadas, made cheesy arepas for your family, or shared homemade sprinkle-covered chocolate brigaderos with their friends? You can travel through Latin America together with your child through 70 recipes developed and written by Gabby Melian all kid-tested and kid-approved by America's Test Kitchen Kids' panel of over 15,000 at-home kid recipe testers. Plus, the Spanish-language glossary, fun personal stories, and peek into Gabby's own kitchen give this book important cultural context and make your learning experience extend far past the meal. It's a delicious win for all young chefs and their families. You can find Gabby's Latin American Kitchen everywhere that books are sold. Hey, grown-ups! open a world of new taste with Kitchen Adventures, a monthly subscription of globally inspired recipes and activities for your young chef. Every month, try three to six kid-tested, kid-approved recipes from America's Test Kitchen Kids. And celebrate world foods with hands-on activities from award-winning children's brand Little Passports. Twist up the delicious flavors of Rome, Italy. Sample the mouth-watering delights of El Paso, Texas tour the tastes of Punjab, India, and more. Play, cook, and connect with Kitchen Adventures. Order yours today at littlepassports.com. And
0: we are back. Hooray! And it's time for Ask a Grown-Up. Take it away,
3: Chad. Thanks, Molly. So, since it's brown sugar week, I have been thinking non-stop about one of my favorite uses for brown sugar, baking. I wanted to speak with an expert baker, so I reached out to Colette DeVito.
4: My name is Colette DeVito. I, uh, I am a dirty one. I born down in San and I am from Boston. And also, I have my own cookie company. It's called Colette's Cookies.
3: Colette was born with a disorder called Down syndrome. People who are born with Down syndrome have an extra chromosome, which makes their bodies and their brains grow a little bit differently than other people's do. But it certainly doesn't slow Colette down. I asked her why she started her own cookie company.
4: I always love bacon. I learned baking all from high school, which, after college, I moved to Boston. I was trying to find jobs. Um, No one would hire me.
3: Because of Colette's disability, she had a hard time finding a job. But she knew that she loved baking. And so she decided to take matters into her own hands and start her own company, Colette's Cookies. And that's not all she's done.
4: Also, um, I have two books with my first book. It's called Correct in Kingdom Garden. I actually do have a second book coming soon that is called Correct in Jenna Green. I actually do have a TV song on a Peacock. It's called Born for Business. There's so many, so many things happening.
3: <laughs> she is definitely busy. In addition to her two books and documentary series on Peacock, she also has a web series on YouTube called Underestimated. Plus, she manages her 15 employees at Coletti's Cookies.
4: Yes, okay. Um so I actually do have fifteen Please. I actually do hire half of my team who actually do have a dis have a disabilities, and also other half of my team who does not have a disabilities. And then also I do have my mom also she works for me. She always buy my style all times, like always. And that's why that she always be as my hero and my rock, and that's why that I, I love having her in my company. So and, and so everybody is too. I love them too. So
3: Colette took the opportunity she created for herself and shared it with her community by hiring people with disabilities to work with and for her at Colette's. I asked her what her favorite part of being a boss is. There are
4: two different things about being as a boss. First one is actually creating jobs for people with disabilities. And also for my second one is um, I love being my own
3: boss. And since it's Brown Sugar Week, I asked her about some of her favorite recipes that use brown sugar.
4: I actually do use a... Brown sugar is to make a apple crisps, and then also I I also do use a brown sugar when in my cookies, such as um um cinnamon chocolate chip cookies, um or cookies.
3: Colette's cinnamon chocolate chip cookie, also called the amazing cookie, is her secret recipe that she used to help start her business. I know we have a lot of listeners who love cooking and baking who might have their own secret recipe or want to start a business of their own one day. So I asked Colette if she had any advice for them.
4: Um, I would say it is a lot of work, yes. Be willing to work hard and then also be part of a one happy team.
3: She also wanted to give some advice to any of our listeners who have a disability.
4: A top of people with a disability, so I would say, do not focus on their disability, focus on their abilities. and then also, I, I would say is this, no matter who you are, you can make a great difference in this world.
3: No matter who you are, you can make a great difference in the world. Grownups, if you want to hear more from Colette DeVito, you can check out her show on Peacock, Born for Business, or her web series, Underestimated, on YouTube. And Colette's amazing cookies ship nationwide. You can order some for yourself at colettes.com That's C-O-L-L-E-T-T-E-Y-S dot com. Back to you, Molly.
1: Chad, that was great!
3: Oh, welcome back, Mitzi.
1: Thank you! Ugh, oh, Thanks! Sorry that I'm missing part of this episode, friends. I, I had no idea this hotline would be so popular.
0: That's okay, Mitzi. I think it's great that you're able to help so many people and utensils with their kitchen anxieties. But don't work so hard that you... Oh,
1: I can tell that was about to be some grade A Molly life advice, but I just have to take this. I'm sorry. Hold that thought. Hello? Muffin to be afraid of hotline. Mitzi here. Tell me your fear, dear.
5: Oh, hey, Mitzi, I. Uh
1: huh, uh huh, oh, sure, I get that. I,
2: sorry, Andrea, I'm on the phone.
5: Well, okay then. Andrea here. How are we doing, Molly and Meg?
2: Doing fantastic, Andrea. So excited
5: for how-to time this week. You and me both, my friend. Well then, should we get started? Yep, What are we going to get into today? Well, I thought we could do something a little different today. Do you have any questions about using brown sugar in the kitchen that I can answer for you? Hmm, I wasn't prepared for this.
2: Let me think.
5: Take your time.
2: Oh, I do have one. Sometimes my brown sugar will harden into one big clump, which makes it really hard to measure for recipes. Is there a way to soften it back up?
5: That's a great question, Maggie. Yes, there are actually a few different ways you can soften hardened brown sugar. But before we get into those... Let me ask you a question.
2: Fun, okay, go for it.
5: Do you know why brown sugar hardens in the first place?
2: Huh, I never really thought about it before. I guess it must just dry out, right?
5: Basically, yes. We learned this week that brown sugar is white sugar that is flavored with molasses, which contains a good amount of water. When brown sugar is exposed to air, the water in the molasses evaporates, which causes brown sugar to dry out and harden.
2: That makes sense. That's why you never have this problem with white sugar. It doesn't have any moisture to evaporate.
5: That's exactly right.
2: Okay, so how do we fix it?
5: One of the easiest ways to soften brown sugar is to pop it in the microwave with something unexpected.
2: Ooh, don't tell me. A brick. Uh, some salt. A wet sponge! Wait, wait, I got it! Uh, A glass of water to help get its moisture back.
5: Those were some wild guesses. You were on the right track at the end there, though. To soften the brown sugar, we can replace some of the moisture it's lost, but not with a glass of water. Instead, we're going to use a slice of bread. A slice of bread? I don't get it. Bread has a little bit of its own moisture, but it's not too moist. If we put some hardened brown sugar in a bowl with a slice of sandwich bread and cover it with some plastic wrap, then microwave it for about 10 to 20 seconds, the brown sugar will absorb the moisture from the bread and soften up.
2: What? That's surprising. This I've got to see.
5: Lucky for you, I always come prepared. Stay ready
2: so you don't have to get ready, as they say.
5: Exactly. I brought some supplies so we can try it out. Here's a bowl with a chunk of hard-as-a-rock, dark brown sugar. Just put this bread in the bowl, and we'll cover it with this plastic wrap and zap it in the microwave for 10 to 20 seconds. Perfect. Do you need any help with the microwave, Maggie?
2: Oh, thanks, Andrea, but I'm okay. I put a nice big dot on the number 5 on the keypad of the microwave. That helps me find all the other numbers, even though I can't see them very well. I know the two is right above the five and the eight is right below it, for example.
5: I'm all set. Oh, that's awesome. Now, let's soften this sugar.
0: Oh,
2: wow, that really worked. That was so easy. Who'd have thunk it?
5: Well, me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I guess so, huh? Andrea, this worked really well. But what if somebody didn't have any sandwich bread at home when they needed to soften some brown sugar
5: in a pinch you can also soften brown sugar by putting it in a pie plate and baking it in a 250 degree oven for five minutes just remember to let it cool before using it you need to use this sugar right away once it cools you can't put it back in the jar you can also break up hardened brown sugar in a clean coffee grinder if you have one in your kitchen, but remember to only put about a quarter cup of sugar in at a time.
2: There are so many ways to solve this problem.
5: It's true. It's also helpful to keep in mind that the best way to store brown sugar is in an airtight container. That will prevent your brown sugar from drying out in the first place.
2: Wow, this has been so helpful. I'll never have to throw out hard brown sugar again. Thanks, Andrea.
5: Happy to help, Maggie.
2: See you next week. Okay. Okay. I'm back. And I'm here to help. I...
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. The phone is ringing again.
5: Here, Mincy. How about I answer this call and you can take a little break from the hotlining?
1: Really, Andrea? You'd do that for me?
5: Of course. I love helping people solve their kitchen conundrums, too. I got this. Don't worry. Hello? Muffin to be afraid of hotline. Andrea here. What's your fear, my dear? Ah, she's unnatural. Phew, and thank goodness she took that call. Molly, I
1: think I'm in a real pickle here.
0: What's the matter, Mitzi?
1: Well, I was trying to help solve people's anxiety and fear in the kitchen with this hotline, but it's turned into something that brings me anxiety just thinking about it. I want to be fair and kind and help as many people with their kitchen conundrums as I can. Kitchen conundrums is very good, Andrea. I'm stealing it. But I don't want to miss out on the show and not get to keep learning from you both.
0: That does sound like a pickle, Mitzi. Can I offer you some advice?
1: Yes, please.
0: Well, someone once told me that you have to fill your own cup before you can help fill up anybody else's.
1: I mean, it is important to stay hydrated. I definitely hear what you're saying there, but what does that
2: have to do with this hotline? I think she meant it as a metaphor, Mitzi. Molly isn't saying to actually fill your own glass. But in order to help somebody else, you need to take care of yourself first. Take care of myself first?
0: Right. If you are spending every hour of every day trying to help others, you are going to wear yourself out and be so tired. So tired that you won't have any time or energy left to keep helping other people.
1: Ah, huh. so resting and eating and doing what I enjoy, like making this podcast with you, are always I can fill my own cup. But isn't that selfish?
0: Not at all, Mitzi. It's important to do all those things so that we have the energy we need to really listen and help other people. You won't be able to help others if you are just exhausted all the time.
1: Molly, 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 and Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. You're right. You're always right. I think this hotline, while well, it's an amazing thing. is not really sustainable. I don't have enough time or energy to keep it going myself.
5: Well, who says you have to keep it going by yourself, Mitzi?
1: Andrea, you're back.
5: I am. Call went great, by the way. And it was really fun helping answer their kitchen questions. I'd love to pick up a shift again sometime if you need the help. Really? Really, really. Count me in too,
0: Mitzi.
1: Molly! Way, you really want to help with the hotline?
0: I sure do. And I'm sure a ton of people here at ATK Kids would, too. Mitzi, this was a great idea. But you don't have to try and do it on your own. If you don't have the time and energy you need, it's okay to ask for help instead of giving up.
1: Well, my heart is full. Okay, I'm going to go reach out and see who else wants to help with the hotline. Thanks, Andrea, Meg, and Molly.
0: Anytime, Mitzi. Listeners, we're about out of time for today, but we'll be back with another caramelly episode next time. We'll be talking about differences in our pressing question segment, followed by an old crime-fighting friend in our wild card.
1: And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is?
0: If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And feel free to leave us a review. We love reading them. And even though the muffin-to-be-afraid-of hotline isn't actually real, you can still send us an email if you have questions we can help with. Reach out at recipe at com. Until then, keep keep on on cooking. cooking.
1: Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Mitzi, and I am a starfruit, and Molly Birnbaum, who is a honey crisp apple. Chad I is a writer and producer. He is a kumquat. Andrea Vavgen is a canapa, and Katie O'Hara is a lemon, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Audio services are provided by Ultraviolet Audio, with sound design supervision by Matt Boynton. He's a nectarine. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Chester Gwazda, a banana. And additional engineering by Eric Gorman, a raspberry. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music, and Jonathan is a mangosteen. Our director of post-production is Hen Margulis. She is a pomegranate. Our director of production is Diane Knox, who is also a dragon fruit. Fact-checking by Julia Arwin, a watermelon. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher, and she's a blueberry. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a mango. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's also a raspberry. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargiannis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, art director, Gabby Homonoff, deputy food editor, Afton Cyrus, Associate Editors, Andrea Vovjin, Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger, Editorial Assistant, Julia Arwin, Photo Test Cook, Ashley Stoyanov, Test Cook, Faye Yang, and Managing Producer, Yumi Araki. Special thanks to Colette DeVito from Colettes. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan and Nefertiti Matos Olivares. Thanks again to our sponsor, Driscoll's. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. So, Chad, that was you calling about the dinner party earlier?
3: It was. You really couldn't tell?
1: I couldn't. You sound so much different over the phone.
3: That's funny. I... Oh, hold on one second. I'm getting a phone call. Hello. Hello, this is Chad. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh, you're kidding. You're kidding, Uh uh-huh, okay.